Hi, Dima. Welcome to the Omniscene. Can you please introduce yourself and your company? Hi, Theresa. Thanks for having us here. So, uh, Tioco is a leading provider of uh, network planning, optimization, assurance, and analytics solutions. Uh, we serve over uh, 300 CSPs of all kinds globally, employing about 1,000 employees in uh, roughly 20 offices worldwide, which are mostly empty, as you can imagine, with virtually all of Tioco working remotely from home. And uh, our focus is really simple. We help CSPs to build and manage their networks more efficiently and profitably, while at the same time help them to deliver the high quality of service to their own customers. And uh, in my role with Tioco, I uh, focus on the service assurance uh, part of our business, uh, leading both the customer and industry-facing activities, as well as contributing to our product more movement and the innovation. So I guess you're a very busy man at the moment, helping your customers get through this this crisis. Thomas, uh, can you tell us what you do at Tioco, please? Yeah, hi Teresa. My name is Thomas Neubauer, and I'm responsible for business development and innovations in our RAN, so radio access uh, business unit. As such, we are looking again on how to manage physical assets as well as operations of radio network and also how we can help our customers with innovations, which are actually quite interesting uh, uh, these days during the crisis. Great, guys. So can we start with you, Dima? What is Tayoko seeing in terms of network demand across its customer base? So people are reporting different kinds of numbers depending on the size of the network and the type of the network and the geography, obviously. More internet traffic, I think, overall in the 30 to 40 percent uh, range. Uh, but nothing the current infrastructure cannot handle. We do see uh, much more demand for uh, upload speeds and the bandwidth because of all this uh, video conferencing at home, obviously, and uh, people working remotely. We see increase in uh, VPN traffic with people connecting to their workplaces and enterprises and very large organizations working remotely. Much more video. Verizon reported around 75 increase in gaming traffic with all the kids and teenagers and their dads uh, have all this uh, spare time to spend at home. But uh, again, as far as the network performance so far, nothing that the current networks uh, cannot handle because typically you know, good networks are engineered for peak traffic, not for average traffic. And company usually plan between a year and two years ahead, assuming in a kind of 40% annual year-over-year uh, -year growth. So as far as the network capacity, I think as of now, we are fine. Okay, and we're seeing the carriers working really hard to manage this increase in demand and maintain the quality of service. Have you got any advice for them, Dimar, in terms of things that they could do to squeeze the best possible experience out of their existing network assets? So I think, you know, the problems that we are all observing uh, so far, the network providers as well as consumers at home, right, that most of the performance issues are more on the application layer, right? The remote education platforms not being available for all the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of students working there, studying remotely, uh, WebEx performance hiccups so, uh, here and there. But frankly, to be fair to applications providers, we don't know which portion of those problems is uh, caused by the underlying infrastructure and network uh, congestions, right? So I think, you know, there is a, the key to keep business going is the visibility. And that's, I think, what uh, many people are lacking right now. Uh, for various reasons, right? Of course, there are business continuity plans uh, in place, but not every organization is built to work 100% remote. And second, there are people or parts of the organization that by definition cannot work remotely, right? Field technicians are called field technicians for a reason. 
So with less resources being available, uh, you need to be able to prioritize uh, your uh, issues. You need to be able to understand what is causing potentially some network problems. So the key focus area right now is actually analytics. There are a lot of good data sets available in-house. There are a lot of very talented people, both uh, on the carrier side, as well as on the vendor side, like Tioco. I think carriers should leverage this data and this talent to produce more insights on the spot. And we actually see some of our customers who kind of repurpose their big data and analytics teams from their long-term ongoing projects to providing much more of the end hoc insights into some of the more burning problems. And we're offering customers to leverage our tool sets, obviously, and our skill sets to help them. And if they get these insights, Dima, what does that enable them to do once they've got the insights? So first, they can respond faster to the problems that are already happening. Uh, the key to understanding the problem that uh, is see the symptoms of the problem, right, in terms of the uh, either uh, network failures or the customers actually complaining about the performance. And the key uh, to fixing it is, of course, understanding what's causing it. So some of those insights obviously are uh, associated with identifying the right root cause for the underlying problem and then fixing it as much as possible. That's one example. Another use case, a lot of what's going on today as we speak is about being able to accurately forecast the network performance as well as recognize the anomalies. And there are a lot of anomalies today because the traffic is uh, kind of unusual, right? We see a lot of unusual traffic patterns, some of them almost uh, counterintuitive. For example, we see less LTE kind of mobile usage in some places because people are increasingly using their home Wi-Fi and their broadband internet access, right, which is actually spiking. So uh, those are the kind of insights that are very, very practical uh, and uh, people can respond to once they have them. So, Thomas, if I can ask you a question, we know that operators are under a lot of pressure. You know, Dima's you know, been talking about that. And at the same time, they're not immune to the virus either. So they have staff who are either ill or self-isolating. And this has a lot of impact on their business as well. I mean, that you know, they have less staff in call centers, for example. Uh, they may have less engineers to help keeping their networks running and to fix faults that occur. So how are they managing uh, with reduced staff? And what suggestions do you have in terms of how they can cope and deliver the best possible experience to their customers? Right. Well, first of all, I think everybody around the world first time ever experience how critical telecom infrastructure actually is, particularly when we have a lockdown situation. And so at uh, Teoko, we, we really try to help our customers, the network operators, to keep the network operations stable and manageable. So what we see, uh, in addition to what you already mentioned, we see also that many governments around the world are actually running short-time work initiatives. And apparently, cellular operators, some at least, are taking advantage of these programs also, meaning that they are also sending home people on short-time work, even those running the network operations. So what we do and what we uh, help them with is, first of all, automation. So this is, uh, it shows one, one of the key elements to actually automate the analysis, the monitoring of the physical network elements. And this is something that we, because the solutions, how we deploy them, uh, they can actually do remotely. So there's a lot of capability out there. Secondly, we have at Tioco, we make sure that we can actually support our customers right now on a 24 seven basis. 
in a remote way. So we have our distributed teams uh, around the globe. Uh, in I think Dima mentioned it already with about 20 offices around the world where we can actually help remotely our customers to help wherever needed. And thirdly, one of the learnings that we see is that because the operational needs to be automated, we expect that to be a key driver after the corona crisis to actually make sure that even more components can be automated and remotely managed uh, in the future. And I guess there's a great message there, Thomas, in terms of making the best use of your expert staff, putting them where they actually make a really good difference and, you know, automating as much as possible, doing the heavy lifting with the automation. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, digital transformation in a month, this is what we see globally happening today. And um, at, at Tioco, obviously, we, we are prepared for those things. And, and we want to make sure that we can help our customers to the maximum. And automation is absolutely key. We expect more automation to come with 5G anyway, because of the huge amount of data that we need to manage and the new huge amount of additional parameters that we need to handle. But today it is the opposite. We have the same amount of parameters. We just have exceptional situations, exceptional team sizes that can no longer actually work together on site, but remotely. But the effect is more or less the same. So I think what we're seeing really is an acceleration of trends that we've probably already put in place, already identified in telecoms, but now they're getting a, you know, a boost and we're having to move faster towards those goals because of the current situation. But you also work in the area of innovation at Teoko, don't you, Thomas? And, uh, you know, you are responsible, I believe, for the drone business there. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, on the innovation side, what do you have at Teoko? What's, what's, what do you have for customers that they can maybe deploy and utilize in the current situation? Well, acceleration of innovation is exactly the right point that you make here in this crisis. And drones are a phenomenal example for that. While if uh, talking about that last year, we would have said this is all uh, very futuristic uh, to enable new application cases from public safety, emergency response, medical delivery, package delivery, inspection, all the way to drone taxis. Actually, the World Economic Forum already did a report about how drones helped in China to overcome some of the key challenges they had in the lockdown areas during this corona crisis. And the key applications that they actually used drones for are aerial spraying and disinfection, transport of blood samples and medicine, in and out of the of the areas, as well as other critical deliveries such as food and other critical items. What we do with that is we help the ecosystems to actually automate such systems, drone systems and emergency systems to be automated in future. That is where cellular network operations will be a very key part so that you can actually remotely fly those drones and automate those systems. And we are providing them a, a solution called Airborne RF, where the telecom industry, together with the aviation safety industry, actually bridges 
the information gap. And uh, that's, that is where we help them. That is where we provide solutions to, again, automate emergency systems. And I know another key uh, use case that uh, you've been working on as well with various service providers has been to assist, for example, police forces. And surveillance is a very topical thing at the moment to ensure that our populations are actually playing by the rules our governments have, have outlined and, you know, and staying distant from one another and, and, and preferably staying at home. Exactly. And sadly, we have actually gotten some requests from some of the most heavily impacted countries in Europe over the last weeks uh, to help actually police forces on what can they do to quickly set up remotely controlled drone systems and how the telecom networks, which are necessary to provide the video feeds to the command centers, uh, how we can help them. And we are, we're in process of actually supporting them. Brilliant, thank you. You know, it's been really great talking to you guys. So Dima, what are your top tips to service providers if you can give them a message as to something that they could be doing now to help them maintain the experience on their networks? What, what would you advise them to be doing? So I think, you know, at the moment, they probably need our help more than they need the, our advice. And uh, as we mentioned, we have offered such help to many of our customers globally. But once this is behind us, I think, you know, the, the major uh, focus area would be to accelerate the use of uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence, as well as automate, automate, automate uh, based on that, right? It will not only help their business on an ongoing basis and make it more efficient, but will also get them much better prepared uh, for the next crisis. I think that's great advice. I mean, there's two things here. There's coping in the short term, and then once we've got over this, actually then having that retrospective learning lessons, you know, identifying what worked and what didn't work and, you know, moving forward as an industry. And Thomas, what would your advice be to service providers? What, what ideas would you like to, to give them? Well, at the moment to our customer base, please ask us for help when you need help because we are set up and prepared to help you during this crisis. And afterwards, my advice is uh, we are actually a great partner to help you automate operations and accelerate innovations uh, that will help uh, moving forward.